Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Hey, where do I go to complain about how good Elohim is to me? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. You can complain to me, Daddy. Although I wouldn't call it a complaint. It sounds more like a praise. Yeah, I'm with you. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in North Carolina and Finland. Amen. In case you didn't know, Red Pill Torah is now being heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and also on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you're in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for us at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. Amen. And that's 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So... This week's Torah portion covers a lot of really great information, Mm -hmm. things that we as believers really need to remember. The topic we want to talk about this week comes from Numbers chapter 11. Starting at verse 1, it says, But the people began complaining about their hardships to Yehovah. When Yehovah heard it, his anger flared up, so that fire from Yehovah broke out against them and consumed the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried to Moshe. Moshe prayed to Yehovah, and the fire abated. That place was called Taverah, or burning, because Yehovah's fire broke out against them. Next, the mixed crowd that was with them grew greedy for an easier life, while the people of Israel, for their part, also renewed their weeping and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt. It cost us nothing. And the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now we're withering away. We have nothing to look at but this manna. Now the manna, by the way, was like coriander seed and white like gum resin. The people would go around gathering it and would grind it up in mills or pound it to paste with mortar and pestle. Then they would cook it in pots and make it into loaves that tasted like cakes baked with olive oil. Mm. When the dew settled on the camp during the night, the manna came with it. Verse 10 says, Moshe heard the people crying, family after family, each person at the entrance of his tent. The anger of Jehovah flared up violently, and Moshe too was displeased. Moshe asked Yehovah, Why are you treating me so badly? Why haven't I found favor in your sight, so that you put the burden of this entire people on me? Did I conceive this people? Was I their father, so that you tell me, Carry them in your arms, like a nurse carrying a baby, to the land you swore to their ancestors? Where am I going to get meat to give to this entire people? Because they keep bothering me with their crying and saying, Give us meat to eat. I can't carry this entire people by myself alone. It's too much for me. If you're going to treat me this way, then just kill me outright, please, if you have any mercy towards me. And don't let me go on being this miserable. 
Tim, it sounds like there was a lack of gratitude in the camp. In addition to that, Moshe was feeling stressed because he felt like he needed help, but no one was willing or able to bear the load with him. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Mama. Let's look back at what's happened so far. The people of Israel had seen many mighty miracles from Elohim. They saw several plagues brought on by Elohim to demonstrate his mighty power. That's right. They had been delivered out of Egypt during the Passover after seeing the firstborn of Egypt killed by the tenth plague. Their deliverance was finalized when Jehovah drowned Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. He provided them with water from a rock and angels' food that appeared like dew every morning. They all saw the awesome scene at Mount Sinai, hearing the very voice of Jehovah as he spoke his instructions. They even saw Elohim's wrath on his chosen people after the golden calf incident, as well as at other times. You know, knowing these things, it's hard to imagine Israel complaining about anything, especially Jehovah's provision. But to be honest, Dan, complaining is easy when you focus on the negative and don't meditate on his word and his goodness. Mm -hmm. I know in my own life I've been guilty of complaining about things that I now wish I hadn't. And I praise Jehovah for his mercy and patience towards me during those times. And I'm trying to be more mindful about where my focus should be. Numbers 11 tells us that Jehovah responded to both Moshe and Israel's complaints. In this scripture, his responses were very different. Hmm. You know, that's a good point, Mama. He was very upset with the children of Israel, but he showed patience with Moshe. Why do you think that was? Well... The people were complaining to the open air, griping in a disrespectful way, and Elohim heard them. They weren't speaking directly to him, but more like disrespecting him indirectly, as if they believed he couldn't hear or do anything about it. When the people were at Mount Sinai on Shavuot, hearing the voice of Elohim frightened them. They told Moshe that they would rather that Elohim spoke to Moshe, and then Moshe could tell them what he said. It looks like they also didn't want to speak to him directly or acknowledge his goodness and might when they had a complaint. Moshe, on the other hand, spoke to Elohim directly and with great deference. Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 43, says, For no good tree produces bad fruit, nor does a bad tree produce good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. Figs aren't picked from thorn bushes, nor grapes from a briar patch. The good person produces good things from the store of good in his own heart, while the evil person produces evil things from the store of evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks what overflows from his heart. Okay, so Elohim's response to the complaints was different because the hearts of the people were not like Moshe's heart. Mm -hmm. The complaint of the people was more like scoffing, minimizing the deliverance of Elohim and assuming bad intent on his part. While they may not have said his name, it seems clear who they were talking about and who they were talking to. In effect, they were carrying Jehovah's name and reputation as if it were light or something of nominal value. Listeners, Please check out our podcast, episode 30, The Second and Third Commandment. We go into detail about the Third Commandment 
and what it means to take Jehovah's name in vain. Also, the people did not follow Elohim's instructions from Exodus chapter 23, verses 20 through 22. In those verses, Elohim said, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you on the way and bring you to the place I have prepared. Pay attention to him. Listen to what he says and do not rebel against him because he will not forgive any wrongdoing of yours since my name resides in him. But if you listen to what he says and do everything I tell you, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and a foe to your foes. The people's complaints were rebellious against the goodness of Elohim. In contrast, Moshe complained because he was disheartened by the people's poor attitude. It grieved him to see how these people really felt about their deliverer, the Elohim of Israel. This scripture is a great reminder to us, Daddy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 16 says, Always be joyful. Pray regularly. In everything give thanks, for this is what God wants from you, who are united with the Messiah Yeshua. Don't quench the Spirit. When we live this way, it is harder for us to complain about our circumstances. Even if we do want to complain, we can joyfully go to the Father about it, the right way, not in a disrespectful manner. Dan, there's one more point we want to pull out from this week's Torah portion. That's right, Mama. It has to do with that mixed multitude. From the reading, it looks like they were in the forefront of the complaint department. Numbers 11, verse 4, specifically names them as the instigators of the complaining, and Israel fell right in line with them. Some Jewish sources refer to the mixed multitude as rabble, and a thorn in Israel's side since the time they left Egypt. Now, I can't say what was meant by the rabble comment, and the thorn in the side comment seems a little harsh to me, but... Hey, let's say that there was at least a grain of truth in those characterizations. The complaining that happened was due to two bad decisions, one on the part of the mixed multitude and one by the people of Israel. In this instance, we saw what was in part a failure of leadership. Not Moshe's leadership, but it was Israel who did not rise up to control the situation. Israel had the legacy of the blessing passed down from faithful Abraham. They had stories of Elohim's faithfulness going back for hundreds of years before the covenant at Sinai. With those stories and the miracles they had seen Elohim do, surely there was enough foundation for someone to change the people's focus from complaining to faith. In this story, there was no one to challenge the narrative. Given the miracles they had witnessed, it is hard to excuse the mixed multitudes complaining. Their former legacies involved idolatry with no covenants, no hope of salvation, and no connection to Elohim. That's right. I wonder what would have happened if Israel had responded to the complaining with stories about Elohim's faithfulness over the centuries. That's a great question, and another great lesson for us today. Romans 15, starting at verse 1, says, So we who are strong have a duty to bear the weaknesses of those who are not strong rather than please ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor and act for his good, thus building him up. For even the Messiah did not please himself, 
For rather, as the Tanakh says, the insults of those insulting you fell on me. Everything written in the past was written to teach us, so that with the encouragement of the scriptures, we might patiently hold on to our hope. Yehovah put this principle into action in the Torah portion. Numbers 11, starting at verse 16, says, Yehovah said to Moshe, Bring me seventy of the leaders of Israel, people you recognize as leaders of the people and officers of theirs. Bring them to the tent of meeting and have them stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the spirit which rests on you and put it on them. Then they will carry the burden of the people along with you, so that you won't carry it yourself alone. So these same leaders, who didn't challenge the people's complaining, were given some of the spirit that Moshe had, enabling them to shoulder some of the burden of Moshe's leadership. Now they were empowered by Jehovah to lead, not just be recognized by the people of Israel. That makes a huge difference, Daddy. Mm -hmm. And it shows the great grace and mercy of Elohim. He gave Moshe some needed help, and he gave the leaders another chance and divine help in order to lead more effectively. Verse 26 mentions two leaders who were not present when the leaders met with Elohim and Moshe. Elohim put his spirit on them too. He's thorough in everything he does. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and complain like everyone else about what's happening in the country and in the world? Or would you take the red pill, see the world from Elohim's righteous perspective, and speak directly to him with reverence and trust about the situations that grieve you? Only you can answer that question. We are on a journey, and our journey is not so different from Israel's journey. It is a blessing to have their example so well documented in the scripture for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what was shared and talk about it with family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you, you can, can handle, handle the truth. truth.